This is Fans on the Run, a podcast made by, for, and about Beatles fans. And now, here's your host, Ethan Alladay. Alright, welcome, 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 welcome back to another on-location Fans on the Run. I've done one of these so far. That went well. Let's hope. Successful round two. Again, I, I spend so much of the, the intros of my show just fucking rambling about whatever. And I'm trying not to do that as hard as I can. Because I always get, go on some... You, you out there know what I'm talking about. You listen to this fucking show. Anyways, I have two very special guests with me who are both in the same room as me. They are TikTok creators... Social media stars, music historians. One of them's a writer. It's it's amazing. Layla Ortiz, Skylar Moody, welcome to Fans on the Run. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so nice to be here. Very nice. Let's enjoy the voice. I'm trying to practice it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Just a warning to out to everyone out there listening. We will most definitely descend into Beatle impressions. <laughs> yeah. There's no way it's not gonna yeah. happen. So, how are you? How are you guys today? We're pretty good. I mean, we're buzzing from uh, all yeah. of the the activity going on at the fest. Yeah, we've been running around like crazy. It's kind of hard trying to figure out everything you want to do because there's so much going on, and then we get we're getting pulled into so many other projects, including this podcast right here, which we're very excited about. By the way, but... welcome to your very first, I think, podcast appearance. Yeah, this is it. This, this is, not is the first my time first we're doing podcast appearance. Oh. Actually, yes, I have been in a couple of podcasts before, like, uh, like, act, like, uh, maybe not podcasts, but like um, audio dramas and stuff like that. Okay, but kind of the same. Kind you of. Want the, to talk it, a little bit more about that. Yes. Do I know? <laughs> I mean, well, I'm in the I'm the in audio a, drama right now that you're in. Yes. that's Beatles related. I'm in a Beatles audio. Would drama. Would you like to plug it? Sure. Yeah. Um, it's called A Day in Their Life, um, the Beatles story, and it's run by Eric Howell, who is the man of a thousand voices. He does incredible impressions of all four Beatles, um, and I was lucky enough to get pulled onto the project to be young George Harrison's voice. So. That, that is the first time that I've broken that news, so there you go. <laughs> you heard to hear first. <laughs> That's it right there. See, I say that a lot on the show, but this is the first time I'm almost certain that it actually is <laughs> first time you're hearing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin, because I, I, this is my first time doing it with two people, <laughs> so this is, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to fuck with the format on the fly. So how did you two first meet each other? I think we should... Alright, so Layla and I were both kind of doing our own... We were both creating Beatles content on TikTok. I think I first started seeing your stuff in late summer, early fall 2021. I was kind of like, okay, fellow Beatles content creator, I'll follow. And then I remember you finally followed me back, I think in December, mm-hmm. I want to say. And I just remember sitting thinking, like, we are too similar. Like, we both get the Beatles in the exact same way. I'm going to manifest right now, we're going to be friends in 2022, I'm going to befriend this person. So then I remember you posted a TikTok talking about wanting to put a little bit more structure on your account, and you jokingly like wrote in the description, oh, if any brands want to reach out and like collab or sponsor with me, and I thought, okay, I mean, obviously I'm not a brand, but you know what, this is my shot, this you is what I'm going to do. You can be a brand if you want to be. I can be my own brand, Skylar Moody. Bye. Copyright Skylar Moody. <laughs> yeah. And... Anyway, so in I remember... In stores now. <laughs> Skylar Moody. Get yours. The moodiest Skylar I... of them all. <laughs> I remember when you posted that, I was DM'd you, and I was like, oh, well, I'm not a brand, but would you maybe want to collab sometime? Because at that time, I had figured out, I found out that we were in the same city. We were both near yeah. New York, so I'm like, this could very well happen. And you reached out and said yes, and I thought, all right, well, I guess this is happening, you know? Like, this is great. And I was kind of panicking a little bit. Like, when we were first, when we first made plans, like, okay, yeah, we're going to do it on this day, this is where we're going to meet, blah, blah, blah. My anxiety was absolutely through the roof, because I was like, I want to be friends with this person. I do not want to make this a one-time thing. Like, this could end up being something big. Like, people follow both of us on TikTok. 
we got a huge audience and I feel like if people see both of us together like this could be something big this could lead to something bigger so the whole time like the whole weeks leading up to our meetup I was like I can't fuck this up I have to be normal I can't be like crazy I can't act like weird or do anything that might scare you off because I was so paranoid about doing that just because social anxiety kicking in and we've also had this conversation before we both felt pretty similarly about that as well because Mm -hmm. I remember when I was supposed when I was walking up to Skylar in uh, Strawberry Fields like the very first time that we met I was like (laughs) because um I also really wanted to be Skylar's friend yeah for the audio listeners which is all of you uh I was just moving their hands. Very, very. They're, yeah, tr- yeah, trembling. I was trembling. So. I was trem- <laughs> I was on the subway absolutely shaking, about to shit my pants, because I was like, I... Just making, making new friends in general is always very nerve-wracking for me, because I don't ever want to, like, scare anyone off, because I'm just... My humor can be out there sometimes, and I feel like that's what might, like, push I can, people away. I can very much relate. <laughs> but yeah, when we first met, it was... An extremely cold day yeah. in Central Park. We, were, I think, we both got frostbite, or at least we're on yeah, the verge of getting like frostbite. We but... crossed the uh, the lake in Central Park because yeah, the... it was completely frozen over. We walked across the lake so just that was so spontaneously. Fun. We were like, "Oh, you want to do that?" And it was like, "Okay." Yeah. And that was the first video that we posted together on TikTok, and everyone was freaking out, saying, "Oh my God, you guys are best friends! You guys are together! <laughs> what? This is amazing! I can't believe this!" And I'm thinking, we literally met probably 15 to 20 minutes before that was. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like we're best friends and even you we're, were like, texting we're me saying yeah. like yeah like we're what is everyone saying like we literally just met yeah but now after two months now every single sentence we're just like thanks bestie hey bestie, hey, bestie. <laughs> how's it going bestie so it's it's evolved ever since you, you've manifested it We've exactly manifested it, yeah. i've manifested that, that may be the first so time more. i've said that phrase on the show <laughs> because I, I don't normally get the chance to talk to fellow young Beatle people, mm-hmm. so I take any opportunity I can get. I think the the only the youngest person I've probably had was uh, Connie McLean. Oh yeah, I follow her. Yeah. Hi Connie, if you're listening, I follow you on TikTok. You make great content. Yeah. Good episode. Go listen to it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spotify, iTunes, or wherever. <laughs> yeah. So, now I'm going to kind of get individual. I'm going to turn to Layla. How did you first get into the Beatles? Um, so, interestingly enough, um, I was seeing somebody and they showed me um, Across the Universe. And I really enjoyed the film, but I kind of cooled on it for a little while. It took me a whole year to come back to it. And I was like, I really like this movie. I really like the music, whatever. So I listened to, my first venture was listening to some of the songs that are in the film, um, but like the Beatles versions of them, obviously. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I can vibe, I can vibe. And I was like watching interviews with them and everything. And then I found out that they had a movie, which, uh, two movies, three, a lot of movies. I don't too, know. Many movies. Yeah, too many movies. Too many movies. Not um, enough movies. Not enough movies. You're right. <laughs> I second that, actually. Not I enough movies. Statement. Um... That's yeah. my line. Hey. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> Skylar just stole it. I just got got. Just snatched it. <laughs> um, but yeah, snatched. I found out about A Hard Day's Night, and um, I watched it, and I found out that they were funny, and that was what... I, I should also them. say, for the audio listeners, Layla is dressed kind of like... George, Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Is that right? I'm evoking George from A Hard Day's okay. Night, yes. <laughs> I, I got the vibe. The black turtleneck, the blazer. And, and I should say Skylar is John Lennon circa 1973 or 4? I don't know. I was trying to go for A Hard Day's Night too, but I mean, I didn't have the oh. shoes for it, but this is more of like his, a Ringo hat, actually, oh. during the This Boy scene. If you, if any of you can picture that out there. Picture a hat like that. Yeah. That's bum, what I'm wearing. Bum. <laughs> That's what's happening. We were trying to go for a hard day's night style today. Yeah, since we went rooftop yesterday. We won second place in the lookalike contest at the fest, but we did get noticed by um, the bass player of the band, the cover band Liverpool. Oh, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn yeah. yeah. He wants to work with us now because he was apparently so inspired by our presentation even though all we did was stand up there, look pretty, and talk in really shitty Beatles accents. <laughs> For probably all of five minutes. <laughs> but that was a cool experience. Mm. 
So after after you watched Hard Day's Night, where did it go from there? Uh, I had to watch the rest of the movies, obviously, because um, when I'm into something, I just have to ingest everything that has to do with it, which is very hard to do when you're a Beatles fan because there's so much content to ingest. Like, yeah. So it, it took me like two or three years, yeah, to kind of have a complete awareness of you know what they did and yeah. everything they did yeah and like, it's all been downhill from there <laughs> i look back at like my old opinions of like beatles situations and stuff like that and i'm like well you don't know anything like what are you talking about i thought i had like everything just leaving hate comments for yourself literally like, oh my yeah. god this kid doesn't know anything <laughs> i've done i've done that be not like hate comments or anything but i've definitely like I'll see on my Facebook memories where I have like a bad Beatles take, and then I'll just like oh, reshare I, it and be like, Are "I've you wiped good? all my Facebook <laughs> memories because I can't handle this." <laughs> so I'll turn it to you. How did you first discover the Beatles? Well, my parents always played them all throughout my life because they've always been fans. But obviously, I kind of just all pushed it to the side. Like, okay, yeah, it's old people music, whatever. I don't care. Fuck you. But that came back to the, bite the me. correct term is granny music. Yeah. Yes, granny music. <laughs> Shite granny music. But I started getting into once I hit high school. I started figuring out that I was really into music history and just learning about how like the impact that artists leave on the world and everything, and how their music has changed others' lives and everything. And I found out that they were offering a music history class, a semester-long music history class at my school. So I was able to luckily get into that, and I was in that class in the fall of 2014, and we, and about halfway through, I think around November, we started watching A Hard Day's Night, because my teacher started talking about the Beatles, and I remember sitting there watching, like, thinking, okay, I've never seen this before, you know, I know who the Beatles are, I kind of, like, I know their names, I know they're from England, I know they wrote all these great songs, I'm just gonna pay attention, see what's up. And I was the only person in the class that didn't fall asleep watching the movies because pretty much everyone else that was in there was kind of just taking it as a gen ed. They didn't actually really care, so they were just there because they had to be. And I remember I was I was friends with someone in the class, and we both had a science class right after that. And I remember the day we watched A Hard Day's Night and we went to science class after, he was asking me, he was like, oh, Skylar, were you falling asleep during that too? Like, were you bored? And I said... No. Like, I kind of liked what I was seeing. It was kind of funny. And then, obviously, in the classes that followed, we finished watching it, and I thought, oh, my God, this was so great. And slowly, over the next couple of weeks, I started thinking, oh, you know what? I'm going to... Maybe I'll download some of their albums onto my phone. You know, I know my dad's got, like, their whole album, like, their whole discography on CDs downstairs. I'll just borrow some of them, download them. And I think by Thanksgiving time, I had remembered, I remember I downloaded the White Album and Sgt. Pepper, those were the first two albums. And that week right before Thanksgiving, I remember I decided, you know what, the Beatles, they are my new obsession, they're my new favorite band, and you know, I gotta make my room look the part, so I went and printed out probably almost every single picture I could find. I was handwriting their logo out and like doing like little doodles and everything to put on my wall, and while I was in the middle of doing that, I remember I was listening to Sgt. Pepper, and this was still me, like, going through it all the way. I had only heard a couple songs, and Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite came on, and I remember when it got to the line, I was obviously not, like, fully paying attention, but when it got to the line, and of course, Henry the Horse dances the waltz, and it goes into that instrumental break, I physically stopped what I was doing and thought, this is the Beatles? They create music like this? I've never heard anything like it before. And I think that was what really sold it. Like, after that, I was like, this is incredible. I don't know what other kind of stuff they have out there, but I'm eager to dive into it more. And I thought it was going to last a year at the most. And now here I am, seven, eight years later, and I'm being interviewed for a podcast about Beatles fans <laughs> and trying to make a career out of being a Beatles fan. So you never know where this is going to take you, ladies and gentlemen. You and me too. Exactly. It's so crazy. how did it go from there? From there, I mean, throughout... How, how did you go from, you know, borrowing, you know, your parents' CDs around Thanksgiving and then uh, to where you are now? 
Oh boy, that's a journey in itself. Yeah, <laughs> give give me the highlights. Like obviously, I started watching when Vine was still a thing. I started watching Vine edits of them. All over right, years. Re- rest I started, in peace. I started peace. just down slowly downloading every single album my parents had because I remember. Wait, were there Beatle vines? Yeah, there were people yeah. making Vine edits of Vine them. Edits? I can like yeah. pull up a few of them. I See, still have some of them that I watch the, for nostalgic the only, purposes. The only thing that comes to mind is just I'm thinking like. Heart random hard days night clips was just the vine <laughs> sound <laughs> thrown in. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. But some of them. Tell me, how'd you find America? Turn left, <laughs> turn left in at Greenland. It was really just. It was watching like over the years it began like vine edits. I started downloading more of their albums when I realized how familiar I already was with some of their music. I latched onto John Lennon's solo career very quickly because I was the most familiar with his music. And I started to see a lot of my qualities and personality traits in him. So he's always been my favorite from the start. And then throughout high school, I mean, I really didn't consider being like a Beatles fan as a career. I was kind of thinking, okay, yeah, I'm just really super passionate about this band for some godforsaken reason, but (laughs) I'm going to latch onto it. I'm going to make them my whole personality. This is what's going to happen. And then getting into college, I decided... You know, I want to be a music journalist because clearly I really like music. I really like writing about music. I like talking to musicians. I'm going to go live my almost famous lifestyle and I'm just going to interview anybody I can find. Maybe one day, like, go on tour with a band or just end up going to a lot of concerts and talking to whoever's in the area. And I got a little taste of that at school because I got to do a blog. I got to interview musicians that were performing, like, in and around my college's campus area. And that was really fun. And then after graduating college, that's obviously, which was last year, and then Get Back came out at the end of 2021. And once I watched now, that... for the readers, at, for the <laughs> listeners at home, uh, could you explain what Get Back is? Get Back was the... I, I, I think I've barely <laughs> mentioned Get Back on my show so far. Get Back was just some, you know, film that came out recently. Yeah. Yeah, you know, three-part so, Some guy from New Zealand. Yeah, this band. Something about hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> And there were like uh, four guys, four, and like four, some music four or boys, and then they they went on a roof. I guess they, I don't yeah. know. I think one of them <laughs> fell off. I don't know. <laughs> no, but get back watching that three-part documentary. I grew closer to them than ever before. Like something, it kind of like put me back seven years and got me back into that mindset of when yeah. I was 15 years old and I was hearing them, like truly hearing them for the first time. It just, I just base. What's the word I'm looking for? I kind of, what is the word? Were you reborn? Yeah, as a I would Beatles say. Fan? Yeah, I was reborn as a Beatles fan, basically. And then after that, I realized they're my number one passion. Like, they're yes, right. I still love music journalism. I still like talking to other artists, but I am the most confident when I'm talking about the Beatles, writing about the Beatles, making content about them. And now that's led me to saying, I want to come to the fest. I want to meet as many people as I can so that I can get pushed in that direction and do exactly what they're doing because I want to try to so make a living So your end that. goal was to be end up in a hotel room being interviewed <laughs> by a D-list Beatles podcast. <laughs> I certainly didn't think this was going to happen, but this is still well, something major Well, I didn't know it was going to happen until yesterday afternoon. This is still something major. I'm very happy to be here, and even the people that I'm meeting and already just, like, exchanging information, I have a feeling after this weekend, it's only going to skyrocket for oh, me and oh, for trust. Layla as well. It, it's For it's, everyone. It's, it's only up from here. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. We don't take, know what's going to happen. Take it from me. Who was in the in a similar position? It gets it gets good. Yeah, we're already. I've been able to manifest so much stuff this year, like becoming friends with Layla. We've ended up coming to the fest together. We're now on a podcast, and I'm thinking we're not even halfway through the year. We're What's, in a Beatles film, a yeah. Beatles documentary. Basically, yeah. yeah, we're gonna be in a Beatles documentary. We'll get to that in a second. But it's just <laughs> thinking, what. Where's Here's the there rest and of everywhere this year coming take to us? screen soon? Yeah, I'm gonna be in it too. Yeah, yeah. I, think i hope (laughs) simon if you're listening email me (laughs) we need to talk yeah but it's like where's the rest of the year gonna take us like this goes for all of us yeah like where are we gonna go with all of this happening within the first half of the year probably back home to canada (laughs) (laughs) no stay here stay in new york why because it's fun no one opens the door for a native new yorker yeah but if you ever had a new york slice slice of life Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not uncultured. Yeah. I had one last... I had one yesterday. <laughs> got a slice of pizza. 
What? From, you had a slice of pizza from New York. Yes. How was it? Very. Very. Very New it York. It was very. It, out of all the pizzas I've ever had, it was one of the pizzas I've had. Good. You gotta try my dad's homemade pizza. It's I, not, I don't obviously know your not dad. New York pizza. You should meet my dad. He makes some pretty damn good pizza. I so I've heard. <laughs> so you've heard now. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> if you want Skyler's some, dad if, makes incredible pizza. Yeah. None of you have tried it. I've been the, the only person that's had it in this room. But take my word for it. So he I'm, makes some I'm gonna pizza. take the opportunity to, because uh, a lot has been said and a lot will be continued to be said about first generation Beatles fans who were there, who watched them on Ed Sullivan, who watched them at the Royal Command performance, and were there in 1964. But I feel like, you know, us youngins deserve, you know, a fair shake. And I, I want to ask you two, because you're, you're, you're in the, the Beatley social media world, <laughs> um, what is it about the Beatles that do you think keeps bringing younger and younger people to them? I think they're just magical. Like, they have a certain timeless quality to them where, like, um, I mean, you can find yourself in every lyric, um, in every... Like, when you see them and you hear their interviews and you watch their films and everything, you want to be a part of what they represent. Like, they they invite you in and you're like, wow. you Well, Skylar, you are would be more qualified to talk about what I was just about to say than I would Yeah, because I've actually just put up an article about this, kind of talking about how they really, they have this infectious charm that just kind of draws you in, and it really only seems to bring in, like, the most loyal fans, kind of like us and everyone that's at the fest that are kind of in it for the long run. And, yeah, like, you find yourself in every single lyric, you find yourself in every single song. It's just weird. Like, you have... It's like you were born to be a fan, basically. Like, the minute that you hear them, it's like you felt like you were meant to be a fan all along. And you kind of were. It's like the Beatles were almost waiting on the sidelines, kind of like, come on, like, we know that you're going to be a part of this. We want you on this. We know that you're perfect for it. It reminds me of this sketch from this TV show, Kids in the Hall, but it was about the doors. And it's like, Doors fans aren't made, they're born. Yeah, exactly. That's how it is with Beatles, too. Yeah. Exactly that. And there's so many facets of them that, that like, uh, you can latch on to. Like, you could be really interested in John's writing, or you could really uh, get down with their songwriting, the lyrics and everything, the actual music itself, the art that they've created. Um, there's so much to learn, and it's never-ending, because yeah. everyone's constantly coming out with new books, new articles, new theories, and there's just always so much to ponder on. It's a wellspring of, like, creativity and also uh, just, like, uh, content. <clears throat> and even, like, with younger fans, like, and the younger generation on social media, we're blessed to have social media, because sometimes when you first become, like, such a huge Beatles fan, and maybe... In your own community, you, you might be you that feel only like you're person. The only one. Exactly, yeah. and then when you go on social media and you see other content creators kind of posting about it, or even just people who run like fan pages, and they're like, "Oh my god, I love them so much!" And you're thinking, "Oh my god, I'm not crazy." There's people my age that feel the exact same way, and yeah. it's so comforting. Sorry, I just spotted in the corner. Are those? What is that plush yellow submarine? Those, I'll get them. I'll show you. Oh, These are that. My, Yellow <laughs> These are my yellow submarine slippers that Holy I bought shit. when we first got here yesterday. Oh my god. Best $48 I've ever spent in my life. Those they are, are the comfiest thing. Those are incredible. I told myself I'd allow myself one stupid purchase this weekend because I really want to focus on getting books so I can read and educate myself for writing future articles or whatever. But my one stupid purchase is these yellow oh, submarine slippers. I think every purchase I've made so far is stupid. <laughs> I, I almost blew through my entire budget before the fest even officially opened. I'm already blowing through my budget. Just yeah. this, the merch, the food, the books. I'm like, I'm not going to walk out of here with a the single dollar in my pocket. I, I keep going back into the market room. It's like, I don't need any more records. Yeah, I, I know. Records. I haven't bought a record yet, surprisingly. You have. The Star Club. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. I'm lying. I bought a record that's the Beatles Live at the Star Club in Hamburg because I figured I'd rather get something a little more unique rather than the standard 
albums that they have that I'm still missing from my collection because I could just go on Amazon and get those any day. And the version of Besomi Mucho on that album is incredible. I'm listening to it the minute I get home. It is incredible. I'm obsessed with the Hamburg era Beatles. Like, I wish there was more content on that time period of their life because, like, if, okay, you know that, like, age-old question, like, which Beatles concert would you attend Mm -hmm. if you could go back? I would go back to the Hamburg days. That is what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, because that's right when they were getting started, mm-hmm. and no one knew what they were going to be. And they were doing mock show. <laughs> mock show. Yeah. Plus then maybe it'd be easier to, like, talk to them after a show. Yeah. Just kind of be like, hey, how's it going? They'd uh, be like, be, are you American? It'd be a lot more interesting to talk to them with all the... What, what's the name of the pills that they were taking? Preludin. Preludin. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Could you imagine those Beatles practically, like, coked up, just like, yeah. They're just running on a Yeah, what do you want? Yeah. John Lennon. Yeah. George Harrison. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? So, this is, this is something I usually save for the end of the show, but since there's, there's more than one of you, I feel like this is going to get interesting. I, I do these, uh, they're, they're quick in name only. I call them the quick fire questions. Okay. The answers are almost always not quick. <laughs> okay. So, and it, and it can get heated, oh boy. too. So, put on your fighting gloves. What is, <laughs> or <laughs> or in this case, your fighting yellow submarine forty-eight dollars slippers. <laughs> I'm ready, y'all. Okay, what is what are your favorite? Beatle albums. Rubber Soul. White album. Followed by Sgt. Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, I didn't ask. I didn't ask oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Holy Trinity right there, though. You can't get better than that. So, Mad- uh, White Album, Sgt. Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour, and for you, Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul, Please Please Me, uh, what is it? Beatles for Sale. Beatles for sale. I'm starting see, to appreciate that one. See, I'm lately. I'm I'm really happy to see you appreciating Beatles for sale because that one I don't understand the hate it gets. I don't either. The Beatles, like, yeah, they're exhausted. Yeah, they're just kind of doing a lot of covers. They're fucking good yeah, covers. They're an so, incredible so cover band. They, I, they yeah. were a cover band. I and, used to like, hate that album so much just because I was, like, following the hatred. Like, I, when I was learning everything about the Beatles, I saw, oh, no one else likes Beatles for sale? Okay, I guess that's the mindset I'm in. But now, after kind of, like, being reborn as a Beatles fan, I'm really listening to the album, and I'm like, there's some pretty damn good songs on here. Why haven't... Why was I being this arrogant 15 year old just following the crowd and not trying to formulate my own opinion how could you hear john scream mr moonlight and not be like that is a great album i just never paid that much attention to it now as it comes on shuffle i'm like oh my god thank you (laughs) from kansas city and they're like, See, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. I'm going to have to like put some slapback echo, echo on yeah. in the editing. My voice is shot. <laughs> Probably from screaming, right? Like, yeah. It's so and loud the shows. here. And the yeah. shows. Oh, I'm just trying to talk to people in the lobby because yeah. everyone's just jamming. And what? it's like, I want to get some food. What? What? <laughs> you no. I bought $48 slippers. What? No, I think I think we heard you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna shut up about these, y'all. It's the best thing ever. You know what? I'm I'm much. It seems much more financially reckless. So I'm not in a position to judge at all. <laughs> I'm starting to get. It's like a oh, little look bit at this, 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 this. Oh, this great dealer. He he had a record for seventy. He gave it to me for fifty. It's like look at how what much a, money I saved. What a it's sale. like no, you still spend fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. You didn't save money. But you could have spent seventy. Yeah. And you didn't. Hear that, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) I guess for my parents, too. That's because that can be my logic in terms of shopping. (laughs) It's like trying to convince people, yeah, I I do need another copy of of Revolver. I need another (laughs) copy of the White Album. It's like, what's different about this one? Well, it's like, well one's the original, one's the remastered, obviously. One's the original, one's the American version. Come on. Yeah. Well... Uh, I'm not gonna go into it because <laughs> I, I could get sidetracked with vinyl for too long. It's like, well, but this one's this one's from Germany. Yeah. It's like, are they singing in German? <laughs> no. 
the what's what's so special about being from Germany? I, I don't know. It's uh, made in Germany. It's like okay. <laughs> this is the logic that comes with being yeah. a Beatles fan. You just have yeah. to have every single I, little thing because it. it's the Beatles. Every little thing. Hey, I don't want to get a copyright claim from Sirius Ooh. XM. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Caitlin, don't copyright us. Nah, we... You're we, not in charge of that, probably, but I know that you're with them. No, don't no, copyright Ka- us. Caitlin, Caitlin, we cool. We, we cool. cool. We cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the queen, uh, or what? what's her title? Uh, President of Beatles TikTok. CEO yeah. of Beatles CEO Talk. CEO of Beatles Talk, yeah. She says we're surpassing her, but it's like, you've already claimed the title. You yeah. can't give it up now. You got it. Exactly. Unless, unless there's a coup d'etat. Mm-hmm. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there's there's a running joke on the show. I say running joke as if it isn't me shoving my opinion in there <laughs> that there's a correct answer to all of these quick fire. Well, to the album quick fire questions, and that's Re- Revolver, this best Beatles album. Ooh. But no one mentioned Revolver, and I find that fascinating. Well, because Skyler, up until recently, has been sleeping on Revolver. That is very true. been sleeping on Revolver. I've been sleeping on it, and now all of a sudden, the White Album will always be top tier for me, but at the moment, Revolver has, like, kind of temporarily surpassed it, just because I've been paying it so much just this entire time, and all of my current favorite Beatles songs... 95% 95% of them are off of Revolver. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I've just been pushing it to the side this whole time. Like, I've been listening to just, like, the same three albums on a loop these past couple of years, and now I'm really starting to dive back into everything, whether it's albums I've pushed to the side or even early, mid-Beatles especially, I've been getting more into that. But Revolver's really something. I, I, If you ever heard me say that it was overrated, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because it's a masterpiece. No, I finally you didn't. recognized it. The girls that get it get it, and the girls, girls that, that don't don't. <laughs> this is the Gen Z episode. Friends <laughs> on the run. Period. <laughs> Period. T- with the T. On T, sis. <laughs> that that. Is this hurt- our confuse the boomers part? <laughs> yeah. Did that hurt me as much to say as it probably will be to hear? <laughs> And it's like, if you hear, listen really closely, I just lost all of my credibility. (laughs) (laughs) So, now I flip the question. Mm -hmm. I flip the question. What are your least favorite Beatle albums? You first. But I went first last time. Okay, you go first. Um, okay. I'm only going to say, please, please me, not because the songs are bad. Don't open your mouth at me. I see you. I see you. I'm only saying that because I've always been more of a fan of their later music rather than their earlier music. So I've kind of been, I know, like I've been getting more into their early music lately, but still I'll always prefer later over earlier. So if you were going to ask me to choose like, oh, Please Please Me or the White Album, obviously the White Album. But Please Please Me still has some good songs. It's just never been a top favorite. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Who's Ted? (laughs) Ted Bundy. Uh, oh, that's a different <laughs> podcast altogether. I, I don't want to have to compete with the true crime. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going down that route. get smoked out of the fucking water. <laughs> okay, um, what's your least favorite Beatle album? This is with the caveat that I love all Beatles albums. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have to say uh, with the Beatles, because I just don't listen to it very often. Um, like, I, I used to listen to it a lot because I only had Please Please Me with the Beatles and the one album on CD for a very long time. Which album? The one album. Yes, which album? Did. Yeah. <laughs> the one. You know. I thought this. you said you had three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You get it. Um, yeah, but so I only had those for a while and so those were the only ones that I was listening to and then like I broke away from that and I was like, oh, okay, Rubber Soul, obviously. Okay. Fight. <laughs> Chuck we thought you were going to throw it at me? There's, 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 there's we're going to do a second pillow fight right let's now? Go. There, let's there's go. There's less d- disagreement than I thought there'd be. Well, we did say. We How do you respond? I respond by saying... Well, I respond by saying that I respect your opinion mm-hmm. because every Beatles fan is entitled to their own opinion and obviously I'm not going to be the one to change it because people, when you have your favorites, people are set on it yeah. and 
even in general, like, people are just always set on their opinions, and it can be very hard to change someone's opinion, so it's, like, I will respectfully have a conversation with you and be like, okay, why do you like this album and why do you not like that one? Yeah. But I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna sit here and say you're wrong. Yeah. Because you are entitled to picking your favorites and picking whatever you like best. Exactly. And That's the maturity well. of being a Beatles fan. Even though I was just <laughs> judging Even though you, you were just please, please sitting there <laughs> mouth agape just being like, excuse well, me? Well, because it's their first album and it's incredible yeah i realize that now but it's still also like it's not gonna be my very first choice if yeah. i were to pick an album to listen to yeah heard and also i kind of agree with the with the beatles thing i don't listen to that as much although i do have a blanket that has that album cover on it and it was one of the first pieces of beatles merch cover. that i've ever gotten so yeah. i didn't bring it with me because it wouldn't fit in my suitcase but and it's now, here in spirit kind of the the logical next question what are your favorite Beatles songs? Mm. I've you. I went first last time. You go. You Lay go. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> what about you? What are you saying? Hey, I'm the host. <laughs> That's true. Get your own podcast. Uh, uh, I'm the one with the microphone. <laughs> okay. If you think of it before I do, please. Yeah, energize. I'll say. I always tell people that I never, I've never been able to pick like a singular favorite song. It's always just my favorite song at the moment. But the <laughs> You're songs allowed to that, lie. Yeah. Well, I'm tell, I'm speaking the truth here. Just give me some truth, as John Lennon would say. That was a very bad accent. I'm sorry. Anyway. It's incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Not as good as yours though. Oh, stop. <laughs> but the, the tension songs... is. Hi. <laughs> I can give a couple. So, Love Me Do has always been a favorite of mine because that the was the first. <laughs> Love Me Do was the first Beatles song that I ever remember hearing because my dad always used to play it and we would dance around in our living you know, room together. Funny, fun fact that was the first song that the Beatles ever heard. Exactly. Beatles play. So, it's number one for both of us, which is amazing. And so, that's always going to stick with me. And then I think as I started to dive into their music on my own, I always really loved Michelle for some reason. I just mm -hmm. loved the way it sounded. I can't explain it. And Paul speaking in French, I mean, how can you ignore that? Obviously. And also... For the audio <laughs> listeners, which is all of you, uh, Layla is just mouthing the words to Michelle just with this look on their face. Just so I don't have uh, the copyright, you know. I didn't want to, you know, start any of that. Um, and then also, y'all be happy with this one because it's a George song, but long, you know, long, long. Universal, you can you can take these fists, okay? Yeah, I'm challenging you to <laughs> boxing match. Yeah, get him! Yeah. Here, want to borrow these gloves? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then I had one more. It was long, long, long off of the White Album because that was the first one that I really listened to. Mm -hmm. The first album I listened to all the way through with theirs. And I just always loved how... It just... The guitar is so beautiful. George's voice is so beautiful because he's a god, obviously. And also listening to it now, it kind of makes me nostalgic thinking about how, like, the Beatles have finally come into my life. Like, when I was 15, and it's like, oh, it's been a long, long time. Yeah, and it's like, it's been a long, long time. How could I ever, like, I can never misplace you. Oh, how I love you. And I'm listening to it now, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to replace them. I love them so much, and I can't believe it took this long for them to finally start making this much of an impact on my life. Yeah. So there you go. I would have to say, okay, I, when I play in Strawberry Fields, I always introduce this song by saying, I think it's the best song John Lennon's ever written lyrically. Now, that opinion has been edited since I heard One Day at a Time, um, but... The... I, th I think uh, Serve Yourself Ooh. is the best. All right, we'll have to fight about it. Yeah. Uh, let's go! Um, <laughs> but I think um, if, I'd had, if I had to narrow it down to one Beatles song... It would be girl. Why is that? Specifically for the verse where John says what she told when she was young that pain would lead to pleasure. Like, that whole, uh, I don't have any religious trauma, I don't think, but, like, that line, that, uh, that set of lyrics just, like, guts me every time. I'm like, ooh, you're so right, John! Amen. Mm. <laughs> for those of you out there, that was a... Religion joke. Ooh. <laughs> topical. Topical. Dad, don't listen to this. <laughs> Very topical. Happened. Bloody. Happened. Two thousand years ago. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't read. Yeah. 
I, wait, no, no, no. I do read. I do read authors. You can keep sending your books. <laughs> Don't that goes wor- for us too. If you want to send me and Layla some books, yeah, then no. feel free. Send them. <laughs> DM yeah. us. <laughs> don't don't listen to them. Just send hey. them to me. I'll, I'll, I'm building I'll... a library here. There's a library in this hotel room right now from all the books that we've purchased in the last 24 hours. There's books strewn all about this hotel room. Oh, I gotta get Chris's book. You just showed that and that reminded me yeah. I haven't bought her book yet. Yeah, you gotta get on okay. it, Well, quick fire question. What was the last Beatle book you bought? The last one I bought, well, I didn't buy it, but it's the last one I received was uh, John Lennon, The Life, and Paul McCartney, The Life by Philip Norman, because I wanted to read them, but I didn't have the money to spend on the books at the moment, so I had to rent them, and I clearly wasn't going to finish them in time, and my parents saw that, and my dad goes, oh, well, is, are these books that you would want to refer to, like, for references in the future? I'm like, uh, yeah, that's the whole reason I fucking got them. So then he was yeah, very nice. Dad. <laughs> it's not a phase, Dad. So he was very kind enough. He bought me the books and gave them to me the day before we left for the fest here. And they're sitting at home waiting for me to finally annotate because I can annotate them because I own them now. And I'm so hype. And what I've read, I started reading John's book first and I've gotten through the first few chapters. And just, I've been feeling closer to him than ever before reading about his childhood and everything. And I'm learning more about his personal qualities and his insecurities and the trauma that he had because I see that like I have those aspects about my life too so just hearing it more in detail I can physically picture myself there being with him and seeing his life unfold and being able to relate to that and it's incredible what was the last Beatle book you got I uh recently got Skywriting by word of mouth and I uh, I write like a week before I left for the fest I just got that as well yeah no way yeah I got mine from thrift books it's a book by a little known author called John Lennon I just purchased that book today (laughs) at the fest as well to read skywriting by word of mouth yes that's on my that's on my list next along with the other five seven books that are sitting in my bags right now you know I'll I'll just say because everyone's saying well it's not the last Beatle book I got but the last book I got was uh, the Donovan autobiography Ooh. signed by Donovan, apparently. Wow. Not yeah. Donovan. Donovan. I love that guy. Donovan. God love Donovan. Yeah. He is the hurdy-gurdy man. He is. Or so we are to believe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sunshine. Don't mind me. I've just, <laughs> I've just remembered that we have a TikTok to post. So I'm doing Do that as we speak. Do it. That's some content. Wow, live content oh, right wow. now. I'm uploading, y'all are going to remember this one, I hope. I'm uploading two best friends in a room. They might kiss. And it's our rendition of Lennon and McCartney. McLennan is real, y'all. They're all gay. That's all, that's a topic that's, for another day. The Beatles are all gay. That's the real Gen Z uh, <laughs> podcast situation is when we all talk about how queer the Beatles are. Believe yeah. it or not. This subject came up yesterday when I was talking with Mark Lewis. No, you're kidding. Wait. Yeah. The you're deeds give kidding. us the tea. See, this this is really interesting. <laughs> as like a you know what I the interview I did yesterday morning and this one it's like the way it, like they contrast. It's, yeah. It's fascinating. The Beatle Beatle fans are a diverse diverse bunch. Yeah. Okay. What is your least favorite Beatles songs? I was going to. I always say Revolution Nine, but I feel oh, like that's it's a cop only. Out. Yeah, but it's only my. I've. It's only my worst favorite when you take it out of the White Album context. If you're listening to it and you're going through the whole album and it comes up, it fits well for the album. But if you're just listening to all their music on shuffle and it comes up, then you're like, oh my god, I can't. Because when you listen to it on the White Album, you're already in the vibe and you're in the mindset of what they were trying to do. So when it comes up, it's just like, okay, this is just another part of the story. I'm gonna say Bungalow Bill. Really? Yeah. I, I I was gonna say I think you might be the first person, but then I remembered I have a spreadsheet somewhere on my computer. I think it's only up to the first fifty episodes mm-hmm. where I I wrote down what everyone's favorite and least favorite Beatles songs albums were. Yeah. And I can't remember if someone said Bungalow Bill. It 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 uh. I don't know, it's just, it's not a case of like, I hate that song so much, um, but like, when I hear it, I'm like, ah, I could skip. Yeah. It's a skip. It's just one of those. Yeah. It's just a skip, that's all. 
Do you have anything other than Revolution? I'm trying to think now that you're putting me on the spot here. This is the spot this you've is the been spot. put. I'm trying to think about the ones that You I are skip. here. I'm here. <laughs> Need a magnifying glass. <laughs> I'm going to write it on the ceiling. Yeah. Yes. No, that's not what it was. No, it was Yoko. In case you hear a loud thud, that's me falling from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, God. Any other least favorite Beatles songs? I don't know. I really don't know. You know You know what I forgot to what say? Did, what did you forget to say? Uh, For favorite Beatles songs, I don't know why I went to Girl. It's Yes, It Is. Okay. That is... Gem. I think that might be a first. Yeah. That's that song is incredible, and uh, even the Beatles slept on that song, which it, is it's like a vibier this boy. Yeah, if we're exactly. Talking about those songs off of the past masters, I also really do appreciate the Inner Light and Bad Boy. I've been jamming out to Bad a lot recently. Bad Boy. Yep. John's voice gets me every fucking time. No, He's got that voice of the rock and roller. <laughs> Born to be a rock and roller, right there, and it's proof in that song. Yeah. Ugh. When he says hula hoop. <laughs> Immaculate. Now, here's where we get kind of introspective, so to speak. What do the Beatles mean to you? Oof. This is where we're getting deep, and I gotta feel like, oh shit. Uh, they really are my whole life. They have become my whole personality. Not even, not in, I mean, still in an annoying fangirl kind of way, but also in the way that they've helped push me towards the career that I want and I'm sitting here just meeting everyone, talking to everyone, seeing all the music, seeing all of the community that's formed around being a Beatles fan and I'm kind of sitting here thinking, yes, this is what I want to do, this is the kind of family that I want to join and the Beatles brought me into this and the Beatles brought me to meeting you two, it's now these very great friends who I wouldn't have met if I didn't watch A Hard Day's Night Marty, seven really years ago. Friend. Yes, you are both very great friends to me. Hell yeah. And I appreciate being here, but the Beatles... The, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> the Beatles, it's really... I keep thinking how much of my personality I wouldn't have or how many things wouldn't have happened in my life if it weren't for them. And when you really sit and ponder on that, you think, holy shit, they really have that power to change every single little aspect of your life and make you realize so many things that you wouldn't have picked up on otherwise if it hadn't been for their music. Yeah. I would say pretty much the same. Like, the Beatles are my entire world. Um, I feel like they're my family. Like, that's why when... Uh, like your best friends, basically. Yeah, we talked I, about when, that. Yeah, they're like my best friends. Like, I, uh, I genuinely do feel that way. I feel like they're with me all the time. Um, and I really find a lot of... Uh, like, strength and confidence from that. Agreed. Um, I love their sense of humor. I think that I've kind of, like, uh, absorbed that as much as I can. Like, um, they're very huge comedy idols to me. Um, what else? Yeah, I, um, when I was much younger and I liked the Beatles, like, I kind of tried to model my voice after Paul McCartney's, like, singing-wise, and, uh, so that's also, like, it, musically, they mean a lot to me. So, yeah, it's just, like, um, having four besties, and, yeah. and also, like, the rest of the world that they, uh, like, the rest of their world, like, I love those people, too. Magic like, Alex. They, yeah, exactly. Not Magic Alex, I don't like Magic Alex. No, Magic Alex is my favorite. <laughs> It's really... I, if if I could like be best friends with one of them, it would have been Magic Alex. Are you being facetious? I'm not sure. <laughs> because he seems like such a fascinating guy. Just Again, the, the, the double-necked guitar the double from neck Get Back. Guitar. Yeah, that was just... Damn. That's, that's, that's just a big, big, fucking big brain moment. You yeah. know... What I think is so crazy about that is, like, in the John biography that I read, like, he was making it, Philip Norman was making it out that, like, all of the Beatles were under this guy's spell, and, like, Get Back makes it seem like John is like, no, this actually could really work, it's pretty cool, and the rest of the Beatles are like... <laughs> yeah, making this studio, and that just doesn't it's work, the worst and they have to gut out everything. <laughs> and use George's 8-track. Yeah. 
them bringing that in was just the funniest thing. It's he's just like, just go to just go to Savile Row already. It's only Please about just 10, get into a real pounds. studio. <laughs> and when they did get into that real studio, the whole vibe shifted with them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they were able to just create Let It Be as we have it today. Hmm. And Twickenham, they were just like dead in the water. Yeah. I just Freezing. love that visual of the apple truck. <laughs> Just backing it, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah look what's that, happening, that's boys." A, that's a visual like, no, metaphor for yeah. for let it be. <laughs> <laughs> An apple truck slowly backing in. And they're just like, "Okay, yeah, bring it in." And George is like, "Don't fuck it up, please." <laughs> now, what does he know? He left the band. <laughs> so, kind of, I th- I think, I'm. I'm <sighs> I'm very sorry. My brain is very scattered. It's which okay. those of That's you out of there, right those of you out there, understand because this is how I normally am. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a good question. Think of anything that pops yeah. into your head. Any question's a good question. Okay, what do you think the current state of Beatles social media is? It's definitely chaotic there's a lot there's younger and younger fans that are joining every single day it can be a little it can be a little weird when you try to like because they want to interact with you like at least with us or what i've experienced like there's some really young fans that just really want to interact with you they really want to get to know you and it's like yeah i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna respond and say okay yeah you like my content thank you so much like yeah i'll answer anything but it can be difficult because you really don't want to get too close with people that are like too yeah. young. I feel like it's harder to find fans our age yeah. online. Like I see more of like the 13, 14, 15 year olds than I do any 20 something. So yeah. then when I do see someone that's our age, I'm like, yes, someone I can actually have like a pretty good, decent discussion with. Because when you're still a teenager, I mean, yeah, you're still learning everything about them and your opinions are going to drastically shift over the years. But I feel like when you're talking to Beatles fans that are in their 20s or even above, you can have a little bit more maturity in the conversation and it can actually really get somewhere. I, I'm 19, so I'm, I'm kind of insulted. <laughs> you're basically 20. Yeah, you're basically... Yeah. You're, you're, in the, you're in the area. I'm 19 and a half. <laughs> you're still up there. Yeah. Getting up there. Yeah. You're our age, roughly. So, I consider almost, that to be 20. Almost over the hill. <laughs> yep. There's, there's also, like, a little bit of toxicity in the fandom, like, on social media now, though, I will say, because, like, um, there's a lot of people who are very quick to judge John, and, um, oh, don't even get me started. that's, that's the thing that I notice the most in, like, younger fans, is, oh, like, yeah. they're ready to attack John Lennon for literally the, anything mm-hmm. ever, but, like, the don't very, ever say a thing about Paul. The very famous, I'm sure everyone out there, even the older listeners, or have kind of picked up on the the narrative of John Lennon, the wife beater. Yeah, that's God. the only comment I've. Anytime I post, like even just a video I posted a few days ago of me, like reenacting the Rolling Stones sign yeah. language thing, he didn't and get back. Now and your host for this evening, the Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones. But I got so many comments, like, and so many comments were like, "Oh, I'm glad he's dead, wife beater. He beat his wife," and I'm like, I didn't ask. Well, and also that's not true. First of all, like, I'm a Beatles content creator. You think that I haven't heard that a yeah, million times? Like, either, get a new comment. I either just, like, I'll ignore it or I just end up blocking everyone because it's like, clearly you're not my target audience, yeah. so what the hell are you doing on my page? Yeah. It, it seems like some Beatles fans aren't terribly creative with their comments. Yeah. It's, it's like, John's a wife beater, uh, George... Uh, left the Beatles because Yoko ate his biscuits. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's the Beatles. Like, she did eat his biscuits, but obviously that was not the sole reason. Yeah. Imagine in 50 years, they say the Beatles broke up because she sat on an amp. They were just talking about that in the discussion that I was just listening to. We were talking about all, like, the little details of Get Back and just, this is us, this is me sidetracking right now, but it was just talking about all the little details of Get Back, like, talking about that narrative and talking about Yoko, Linda, and Heather's presence in the studio, and Billy Preston's presence, and just all those main aspects that everyone's been debating on, and it was quite insightful. I think, I think oh. it's just like when, I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but like when arguments like that lack nuance, what like when it's just black and white, 
I don't have any time for it. Yeah. And it, it seems like that's kind of pervasive in the community at the moment. Yeah, and you can, like, give your opinion and say, hey, like, no, actually, this didn't happen. This is what happened. This is everything, like... Yeah, but then, then you and then they don't it. care. But then, they don't care. Yeah, and it's like they, I don't have time for that. You, if you're you not say listen. that, and then all you'll get is L ratio or like wife beater again. And it's like yeah. if you're not going to listen, then I don't have the time to talk to you. If you want to have a serious conversation, by all means. Yeah. But if you're just going to continue to shove your own opinion down my throat, then you can kindly piss off. <laughs> I, I think it was uh, I can't remember which satirical site it was. I think it might have been Clickhole. That's this article. It's like man gets small rush out of telling everyone he meets that John Lennon hit his wife. Ugh. That's yeah. That's the worst it. kind of person. Yeah. So speaking of get back, I think we should finish on that. What are your what were your highlights of get back? I personally loved seeing the Harrison McCartney argument. I loved seeing Paul lose the room. Um, I loved watching him have, like, that kind of, like, inner conflict of being like, I know that this is what I need to do, but I feel like you guys are getting mad at me for it. And, like, I loved, um, any time that George spoke, like, that, that one really long <laughs> moment where he's, like, talking about Bob Dylan. Yep. I'm like, yes, bestie, go off, sis. Come on. Um. This is the Gen Z episode. <laughs> George Harrison breathes. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I and I felt that. <laughs> I I took that personally, honestly. Um, yeah, just uh, when Billy comes in and yeah. he lights up the entire room, yeah. everybody's yeah, like, Paul Billy! was Paul was trying to be too much of a girl boss. Yeah, he girl he bossed a bit too close to the sun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is. The Gen, the Gen Z, Z podcast. <laughs> this is the Gen Z episode. For me, I mean, my one specific moment, no one talks about this because I, I don't know if this is just my broken sense of humor, but when they were just kind of like sitting in the studio, just vibing, singing or whatever, and then out of nowhere, George just goes, legalize pot. Yeah. I literally <laughs> fell on the ground laughing at that because it just came out of nowhere. My, also, I think about that at least once a week and just start dying. You know the part when he's like, uh, blah, 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 oh, we're going. Yep. <laughs> Anything like that. But then as a whole, just, I loved seeing them go from nothing to something with that album. And I think that's what made me cry so hard at the end was because I saw that it seemed like they were going nowhere when they first started because everything was so chaotic. And then when you end it and you hear the songs on the rooftop, you were like, I heard these being made. I heard it literally come from the ground up. And now they're finally showing this to the world and everyone's watching them and they're so proud. And I'm watching them and they're so proud. And it was just, that's why I will continue to talk about how much I love Get Back, just because it had that big storyline and it felt like I was there kind of being that proud mom. Like, yes, those are my boys. You did it. Go celebrate. Have a drink on me. I also, the flower pot conversation. Oh yeah, we were talking about that upstairs too. It's incredible uh, the the amount of respect that they spoke to each other with, like, yeah. in that situation. And also how John was just like, um, no, you have been kind of being very bossy actually, John, yeah. uh, Paul. And, um, you know, sometimes I let you get away with things on my songs that I didn't think should happen and whatever. Like, I thought that was a really interesting... I'm impressed with that, honestly. Mm -hmm. I part of me thinks like, did they know that they were that they could maybe have been secretly recorded? Like, did they have that sense, and maybe that's why they were talking? You about know what that? I think it is is that they just came off the White Album, where everybody was actually like being very disrespectful and and, and uh, aggressive with each other, and they were like, let's not bring that mood into the studio again. You know, yeah. And so also, they're probably like, okay, shoot, yeah, this is where we're starting to go again, and we don't want to go back. Yeah, and George also had just walked out too, so they were like, so this like is we a very really are situation. To fuck, <laughs> yeah, it's like we're starting to fuck this up again. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get the dude. We're getting the band back together. Let's go. I also really need to just quote this one moment. It's a very specific moment, but it's been stuck in my head for the last like two weeks. When Paul goes, "Hello, the boys in Pentonville this week." <laughs> That's, That's all Layla has been saying to me every single day in this hotel room. I say, hello. <laughs> and now I, I turn things over to you guys again. What would you like to plug? We'd like to plug our TikToks, most definitely. Yeah. If you want to follow LucyInTheSky.LAR. That's a pun on my name, Skylar. My name is not Lucy. It was my Finsta name in high school, but yes. And then also follow Layla Finsta. at... 
Yeah, I had a Finsta in high school, and that was my name, so I just stole it for TikTok. All right. And then yours is um, Marner Nara Sauce. It's Marner Nara Sauce, yes, because I used to be a hockey TikToker, and then I had a change of heart, and I realized that the Beatles were where it's at, and I haven't changed my username yet, but it's M-A-R-N-E-R-N-A-R-A-S-A-U. You'll start typing it, and you'll find How it. How do I spell <laughs> sauce? S-A-U-C-E. And then I'd also like to plug my YouTube channel as well, which is just my name, Skylar Moody, because I'm starting to get back into that. I've been... Get back? Yeah, precisely. I've been trying to... I've been making video essays kind of related to the articles that I'm writing, and that's where I'm hoping to go because that's where it seems like I'm getting the most praise from other fans out there, so please go like and subscribe. I'd like to plug Paul McCartney's tour Got Back because baby do oh, he, got back. He, he, he doesn't need <laughs> he doesn't need your plug. He, he's he's, he's doing, doing quite well with I'm the thousand dollar. I'm doing heavy PR work for Paul McCartney right now, excuse me. And if anyone out there is going to his show at MetLife Stadium, catch us there. We'll be there, yes. You, what? <laughs> On that note, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> to everyone else out there, thanks for listening. I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Fans of the Run is produced by Ethan Alexander. Additional voiceovers by Richard Fulton. This has been a Showtown production.